This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. This week, if you were with us yesterday, you know that we are talking about the issue of mixtures and God hates mixtures. Because so much of what is pleasing to God is really contrary to the world's mentality. And we're going to focus on the wisdom of God versus the wisdom of the world. And we cannot mix them together. And Paul, Paul wrote to the church at Corinth about the problems they were facing, which was worldliness, immorality, and their pagan ways. It was a wicked city open to various philosophies and strange doctrines And he came preaching the cross of Christ Jesus. And we need to see that mixtures are a point of uh, problems in our lives if we try to mix the wisdom of God with the wisdom of man. For example, it says in 2 Corinthians 6.14, What fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? What communion has light with darkness? The message is clear. God hates mixtures. I brought up the fact of what it says in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, where God says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For For the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts than yours. We read from 1 Corinthians 1 yesterday where we saw... God says, where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? And we are called to live by the word of God and not the wisdom of the world. We also saw in chapter 1, verse 30, but by his doing you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Just as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. I want to pick that up and read chapter, chapter 2 in 1 Corinthians 1. And when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God. For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Get get a sense of what Paul was facing, uh, a very wicked city. And he says to you, and he said to them, I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. 
And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my message and my preaching were, in not, in, were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit of power. We need to hear this again. My preaching was not in persuasive words of wisdom, meaning the wisdom of the world, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Yet we do speak wisdom among those who are mature, a wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory, the wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood. For if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as it is written, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. For to us God revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among, for who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of a man, which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, but in words taught by human, but not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words." But, in a nat- but a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them. But he who is spiritual apprises all things, yet he himself is apprised by no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he should instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We said yesterday that God didn't, have Paul speak about doctrine in the first two chapters. He spoke about the wisdom of God versus the wisdom of men, and it comes through the Spirit teaching us the wisdom of God, which is the wisdom that we are called to live by. Junie, it's powerful, and we need to hear this today, as well as the Corinthian church heard it when Paul wrote this letter to them. I want to just read verse 10 in the Amplified, yet to us God unveiled and revealed them, and through his Spirit, for the Holy Spirit search, searches diligently, exploring and examining everything, even sounding with profound and bottomless things of God, the divine counsels and things hidden and beyond man's scrutiny. Wow. So it's very deep to realize that when we know Jesus, 
when he lives in us, when we're born again, God unveils to us and reveals to us hidden things through his spirit, as it says in verse 10. For the Holy Spirit searches everything, even sounding the profound and bottomless things of God, the divine counsels, and the hidden beyond man's scrutiny. For what person perceives and knows and understands and passes through a man's thought? What passes through a man's thought except the man's own spirit within him? This is verse 11, Shelley. And what's very important is we can't judge looking at someone what they're thinking. But the man knows what he's thinking because his spirit tells him. So the man's own spirit within him, it says, just so no one discerns, comes to know and comprehend the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. So to understand and see that if we're not living by the spirit of God, we can't even begin to understand God's ways or what he's saying or what he's teaching. Just like a man, the spirit of man within him knows the thoughts of man. There are certain motives, certain reasons. So we can't judge another. But that's how it is with the spirit of God. And that's why... Paul exhorts not only the Corinthians, the Romans, all of his uh, writings to the different churches was to walk by the Spirit and not give in to the flesh. And that's why it's so important, Shelley, because the Spirit gives us understanding that according to Corinthians... Man can't begin to scrutinize. That's right. It's powerful. June, let's just highlight some of the verses from chapter 1 and 2 that we read. Paul came to them not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not in cleverness of speech, in other words, the wisdom of the world, that the cross of Christ should not be made void. But we preach Christ crucified to Jews a stumbling block, to Gentiles' foolishness, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. And then in chapter 2, he said, For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and the power. So we're learning that the wisdom of God is the the crucifixion was wisdom and power. And Paul demonstrated that through the spirit, we need to be preaching the spirit, the wisdom of God. We need to be led by the spirit who teaches us the wisdom of God and June. If ever this was necessary, it's in this day and age. And we want to encourage you to read over and over again chapters 1 and 2 of 1 Corinthians. And 
Jesus himself said to his disciples, no man can be my disciple unless he denies himself, takes up his cross, and follows me. And our eldest son, Scotty, when he was in high school, went through a time when he wanted to do something that we taught him not to do. And he fasted and prayed about it. And that was the scripture that the Lord gave him. And it turned out that he said, I want to be the Lord's disciple more than anything else in this world. So that's a question for you, Shelley, for me, for every listener. What do we want? What is most important to us in this world? Are we really living for the Holy One, or are we living for our own goals, our own dreams, our own desires? Really? And one final word from verse 20 in chapter 1. Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? <laughs> Lord, I cry out for Junie and me that we would live in the wisdom of God and every, every one of our listeners would see the difference between the wisdom of the world which causes people to perish, or the wisdom of God, which promises us eternal life. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.